Yehudah Eid Harrow Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. It is November 29th, 2021, the 25th day of Kislev, 5782, which of course means it is the first day of Hanukkah. So if you're celebrating, hope you're celebrating well. We of course lit candle, first candle here in our window in the land of Israel last night because we can. And it's important that we do that, that we can just broadcast the miracle and broadcast the holiday to all and sundry. November 29th is an interesting date. It's the only date that I know of that's a mix of a Hebrew and English date, Kaftet in November, as we say in Hebrew, Kaftet meaning 29 in Hebrew, in Hebrew letters. And uh, it's the date, of course, of the famous partition plan of 1947 of the UN, which we are still working out from under so many years later. But, um, so maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But in the meantime, I would like to introduce to all of you my guest for today, who unfortunately has time on his hands, Mark Feldman, CEO of Zion Tours and director of Deason House, um, my tour operator, who must have one of the most frustrating jobs on the planet right now, trying to get people in and out of Israel. So Mark, I see that my, my I see this nice big tumbler of whiskey next to you. I'm just joking, but there should be. How are you doing today? I sort of feel like the Bill Murray character in Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of feel like I, every day I wake up with the same thing. This is not the first or the second or the third variant. And I'm sorry to tell your listeners, this won't be the last one. It's frustrating to me because how we react determines everything. And I really had hoped that our government had decided that test and test and retest was the way to open up our borders. We, we had a nice thing, and it's only been open since November 8th, Israel, was that to get on a plane to this country, you have to be tested. When you land in this country, you have to be tested. Well, that was how we had planned to do this. And then all of a sudden, last week, we discovered a case in the country. Health officials admit that we probably had it in our country for a few weeks. And all of a sudden, we went around saying, chicken little, chicken little, the sky is calling. And we closed our borders immediately. We were the first country to close our borders to everybody, tourists, emergencies, funerals, deaths, the people that were coming from the US for Hanukkah, we had to cancel their tickets. The people that were going away had to stop. So it, it's very frustrating. Um, and this has happened in the past that our government doesn't really make a clear policy. Um, they shoot from the hip. Now, I understand the caution, but I don't think the reaction warrants what is going on. So I know that a couple of weeks ago, they had some kind of like scenario, you know, if a variant came in that was for some reason resistant to the vaccines, the different things that they would do. And I think from what I read that they're actually following the policy guideline that they put down if there was something that if there was something that wasn't clear to close the borders sooner rather than later. For those who aren't familiar, Ben-Gurion Airport is pretty much our only main access to the outside world. I mean, there's, we haven't seen cruise ships in a while in our ports, and not too much traffic crosses our borders at the, uh, you know, across the bridges. So that is the very draconian step that they took, which I suppose is in line with what they decided they would do in this case, except that we're not sure how virulent this particular well, well, virus is. But it's also, you said, the, the protocol, and I've got a copy of the protocol, says if it is resistant. Right. To the virus, but we're doing the PCR test. In other words, if you come into this country, you or I or anybody with an Israeli passport, we have to go into quarantine for three right. days if we're vaccinated. 
if we're not vaccinated or if there was children coming back, not, you know, they have to go for seven days. But do you know how we get out of the quarantine? We do a PCR Another test. test. Yeah. And PCR test already today can show if we're positive or negative. So they've already said it's not resistant to the test. So the whole methodology right. is that so if they can test to see if we have the new variant, the Omicron, then that already means that we shouldn't have followed this protocol. If it wasn't, if there was no way to test for it and we had to see the symptoms develop in you, well, then the idea makes sense. But right. that's not the case. We can test for this thing. That's why two people have been found with this here. Surprisingly, both the two people in Israel that have it had booster shots, had things, and they have very mild, mild symptoms. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, we have to react to it. The reaction should be, though, test and test. And similar to what some countries do, like the United Kingdom, test on the second day. That's an intelligent reaction saying, listen, maybe you'll get it on the plane. Maybe you'll get it right. at Ben Let's test you on day two. But there's no reason to close the entire borders. There's no reason that when we finally had some hope in the industry, when we finally saw some confidence building that groups could come here. And it's not the groups for Hanukkah. It's not the groups for Christmas no. because the reopening was so quick that we didn't have time to deal with it. The, it was planning for January. It was my congressional group in January. It was my APAC mission in February. It was my synagogue group, my church groups. All of them, the first quarter of 22, have said, wait, they don't know what to do. Right. They can wait to a certain point, but, but they've seen this play out so many times that, mm-hmm. that we can't. I can't tell them that this won't happen again. And, and right. you have to understand, there's no compensation. No insurance covers you if a government makes the decision it covers you if god forbid you're sick but not if the government says you're not allowed in here mm-hmm. compensation so right. people that were going to go abroad they cannot mm-hmm. uh, and, and those that wanted to come here cannot they will freeze their tickets and hopefully in three or four or six months you know one of the things is immediately we saw already on saturday night that the dan panorama in tel aviv and the Dan Panorama in Jerusalem immediately became designated as Corona 19 hotels. Nobody asked the question, why were they able to do it? Well, the reason is they never reopened. They hmm. never had bookings. They never had groups or tourists or individuals. So their hotels were vacant. So that's why, because there was no confidence that they could make reservations to come here this year, that these hotels were empty. This is the state of our affairs. And, and, you know, today, Morocco and Japan followed suit with us. Right. They've decided to ban as well. India went a step further. The country is open, but not for Israeli passport holders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you should India, see. India and Israel, India and Switzerland decided Israeli passport holders may not enter their countries. Now, there's other countries besides Israel. I don't want our listeners to believe this is an anti-Semitic thing, but they Well, I mean, could it be like payback for the fact that Israel closed down? No, no, no. Like a tit-for-tat thing? No? No, this was health officials in the countries fearing that Israel was about to get a fifth wave on Mm -hmm. this Omicron thing. It it wasn't just Israel. It was Germans aren't allowed in, South Africans aren't allowed in. Ah. Biden today 
today Biden announced that nobody from Southern Africa will be allowed into the United States. Right. That's the thing for the next few weeks. They banned it. Again, I, I the, the world is reacting very, very rashly. Instead of trying to force people to get vaccinated and trying to cajole, bribe, to encourage people that vaccines and boosters are the only way that we're going to live with COVID-19, um, th- these are some of the methods that are being taken. I, I don't mind it in other countries, but I mind it very, very much when it's in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can only imagine what's going on on the tour guides list because, um, you know, we've been out of, most of us have been out of work for close to two years. And now we finally had some people coming in. I had a mission a couple of weeks ago. We had some Hanukkah people coming in and um, we just feel very abandoned. And on the one hand, yeah, we want people to stay well. and We don't want sick people to come in. On the other hand, the entire sector of tourism is uh, is just being buffeted by this and there's no end in sight. And it's, uh, it's incredibly upsetting. I just wanted to tell my listeners who um, heard me last week, I was talking about my son's upcoming wedding, um, that we had the wedding and it was beautiful. And thank God we had it last week, because if we had it this week, a lot of people who ended up coming wouldn't have been able to come. But, um, but one of my sons who lives in the States made it in and other relatives made it in. And it was really, really, really a magnificent wedding. And we were very, very joyous. And Mark was a part of my life last week because he was dealing with the tickets to and fro. And then my son couldn't get out of here because they put some new rule on the minute he walked into the airport. It's been, um, as much as traveling has not been pleasant in the last few years, mainly because of security concerns that source out of our neighborhood. And most people have forgotten that, but we shouldn't. Um, now it just has this other layer of unpleasantness. So it's, uh, it's I don't know. Do you think it's going to last for years now? What do you think, Mark? So I, reality? Say years. I, I, I think that we have to understand this is our reality. And it's not going to go away until the math, the multitude of the people in the world are vaccinated. It, it will happen again. There will be a more, there will be more and more variants. Um, that's the reality. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a mutation thing. That's what health is. It, the question is, how do governments, how do people learn to live with it? Um, and, and that really is the thing. When I go to a basketball game and I go to basketball games in the Israeli league, all 7,000 of us are wearing masks. We accept this as part of our thing. All of your listeners who have taken planes or trains or buses, they're wearing masks on all of their journeys. This is the mm-hmm. reality, and and we have to accept it. And and I and I hope that your listeners, you know, believe in the vaccination enough to be vaccinated, believe in the boosters. Um, this is my belief: the only the best way to fight COVID nineteen. Mm, well, I mean, I'm married to a physician who agrees with you, but I have plenty of listeners and family members who have taken a different tack, leading to a lot of very loud conversations um, around my dining room table and virtually everywhere else that I go. But like for the wedding, for example, for the people who weren't vaccinated, we had somebody standing at the door and whoever was coming in who wasn't vaccinated had to get a PCR test that day or they weren't allowed into the hall. Um, there was just no way around it. We weren't going to allow people to get sick. Um, you know, no matter what uh, people's beliefs are. Uh, and it's, uh, it, this is tough. I mean, I'm having a little bit of a hard time, actually, if you already opened up the subject about the vaccines, because on the one hand, I'm vaccinated and I believe in the vaccines. And I think that a lot of this was done with good intentions, but I'm starting to wonder if some governments aren't getting a little carried away with the power that it affords them to control people and that 
there's some slippery slope here. And I don't even want to say this because you have to listen to somebody. One of my sons was just telling me that the Vietnam War was a major turning point in the United States. Up until the Vietnam War, everyone, I think it was the polio vaccine. Everyone lined up to get the polio vaccine, full confidence, full faith in the government. Nobody said boo. And after that war, when people started doubting what the government was doing, you saw a slide in a lot of different behaviors, like a, a distrust of the government. And, um, and, it, and it's interesting. I mean, we definitely are nowhere near being retrospective about this time period. It's going to be at least a decade before someone can look back, I think, on the COVID year, years, whatever we're having here, and see what effect it had on society and how people's, you could say discipline, you could say trust in authority, you could say both. Um, but it's interesting for me as somebody who very much studies human behavior and is interested in human behavior, what effect this might have on that. And this has nothing to do with tourism or, or tra tour operating, just something that's come to my mind. You, you raise a very, very good point. And I'll let, I'll let your listeners into what you're talking about. We have a lot of anti-vaxxers among our clients, okay? And we have a lot of people who don't want to vaccinate their children. They accept the risk, okay? And I think all of us have to make the decision risk versus reward. None of us know what the effect 10 years will be on this vaccine. Right. None of us know. No physicians. And I understand people's concerns and I respect their concerns. <coughs> you have countries like the United Kingdom that require on day two, you're vaccinated. You have to do a PCR test, excuse me. The problem is nobody bothers to check if you did it. I'll wow. say that again. To get on a plane to the UK from London, Johannesburg, Tel Aviv, you must register in advance for a PCR test on your second day in the UK. But if you don't That's go? It. Nobody ever asks for the results. Nobody ever checks it at wow. all. It's so one that's of the ridiculous. <laughs> so it goes to what you're saying is, is this because the government is trying to bring more money into its coffers? Um, is it just something that has slipped through the way? It, it was one of the things that, and I'll give you the other side. We allowed people that landed in this country to take public transportation, right? We didn't right. know if they were sick. They'd just been tested. But yeah, take those. If, those, if you're listening to the air, they got in the airport, they got on the train the to Jerusalem. Right. And many of us complained about that. If you're so concerned about them still being sick, stop interaction with other people, okay? Mm -hmm. well, this time they've stopped it. Public right. transportation has been banned. Anybody flying in Israel the next 14 days must take a private taxi or a private car. They are banned to take a train or to a buses to the extent that all buses and all trains can only make a one-way trip to Ben Gurion Airport. They're right, not, just not, two, not for all. They're not allowed right. to take workers back. They're not allowed to take anybody back. Only one direction. Look, I, I don't know in terms of the business, and I understand there's a large amount of business and there's a large amount of money being made. It really comes down to risk versus reward. And mm -hmm. just like the decision of vaccination, that's how it is in the travel. We have to decide the risk versus the reward, the risk of, of, of getting our citizens more sick and the hospitals being overloaded versus the reward of the money they bring in and coming in for a funeral or for a death or mm -hmm. for a... Well, there's also risks being associated with the vaccine, as you just said. Nobody knows what it does 10 years down the line. The duality is quite there. My personal belief is that the governments are not following this concept enough. 
and they're doing a very slam the door and let's wait and see. It's sort of an easy way out. It's sort of a cowardly way out instead of looking at the factors, instead of saying, okay, let's breathe, let's relax, let's test everybody diligently, and let's see how serious this variant is. Um, that's what we're not doing. It is my belief, though, it really is my belief, that when these 14 days pass, if nothing dramatic, it will not be extended. Mm-hmm. In the past, we just said no. And it was an open-ended thing. This is the first time we've actually put a, an expiration date that the 14 days ends and then on December 12th, the country will be, will be open for tourists. Again, we all understand it's early still. We've just done this for two days. It will take a long time, several days to, to check the research, to check what's going on. But my hope is from what the early signs are that this variation is not serious enough to warrant an extension of this policy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it just occurs to me because I remember years ago asking, I don't know, there was some infrastructure project that needed to be done in Israel. And I was wondering why it wasn't being done. And somebody said to me, because this government will spend the money to get the infrastructure done. I forgot what it was, but the ribbon cutting will be done by the next government, right? And and therefore, they're not going to get the credit, so they're not going to put in the money. And, and I wonder if maybe that's a downside of democracies, because that 10 years down the line when we're going to know more or less what happened now is going to be dealt with by different governments in all likelihood than we have today. And I wonder if anyone's compared it to, let's say, monarchies or countries where if it's not going to be you, it's going to be your son, maybe, who's going to be ruling in 10 years. And then there will be some kind of, I don't know, blowback or some kind of price to pay. Just uh, just, just occurs to me if that's part of <coughs> what's going on here and the thought process that they're having. <coughs> but getting back to the tour operating. Um, so how about conventions? How about things that are usually, you know, planned longer term? Plan in advance, it's very difficult to do it. So APEC already decided three months ago they were canceling their 2022 convention in Washington. Okay? On, on the other hand, the Consumer Electronics Show, the largest convention in the world, the first week of January in Las Vegas, is taking place. Hmm. Um, we are trying to book conferences here. One of our leading venture capitalists, our crowd, has its mega summit, the biggest summit in Israel, in Jerusalem, they had it planned for February. They moved it back to May. And I spoke to the CEO um, yesterday, and he asked, should they cancel it? I explained to him that that we'll never know. In other words, right. if another variant comes out in next March or April, then they're in trouble. Um, I, you know, I want to believe that, that we are going to understand that just like conventions that are starting to take place now, that people are masked, that either mm-hmm. you have a piece, either you're vaccinated or you do a PCR test that day to get into the convention hall, right. that this norm will allow us to continue. The, the idea that Zoom and Microsoft Teams would replace face-to-face meetings was erroneous. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell you that we had the last month after the holidays, a boom, like a cork from a champagne bottle with Israeli companies returning to traveling en masse to the United States. The numbers were astounding at how many Israeli companies finally felt that they had to go back to the United States after almost a year and a half. They wanted those face-to-face. Mm-hmm. The university has already told me that t- 
to now the professors are not able to fly in 21, but they do see conferences and congresses taking place around the world in 22. Same thing for our country. The Jewish agency will have a board of governors meeting in February. Hadassah is talking about having its convention here in May. So we see those seeds being planted. We just need to make certain that a government does not announce that any day they can ban all incoming flights, which would destroy any conference organizer. Right. That, that's, that's the danger. Do tour operators such as yourself have access to the tourism ministry? I mean, are they listening to you up in the uh, clouds? The, the tourism minister, okay, um, you know, the, the, the ex-Russian wrestler, okay, um, actually is very, very much in our favor. He was against them closing the thing. The problem is his party and his voice doesn't carry much influence in the government cabinet, okay? So mm -hmm. he has been very strong saying this is the wrong policy, but there's not, he, there's very little influence um, that can be done. No, the, the, the hotel association, the tour operators, the travel agencies incoming right. out have, have raised a lot of, have a lot of voice, okay? They, they've given up the idea that of getting any government assistance, okay? Um, we realize it's not going to happen and, and there, there's no use crying over spilled milk. All we ask for is a level playing field. Let mm -hmm. us do our job. You mm -hmm. take care of the health of the people. You demand whatever you want to require from them to let them into this country. But let them into this country. Right. Please. That, right. That's what we've been asking the policy to do. Let, let us do our job. You do your job. It's a win-win situation. And sadly, unless the government can say, we will never close our borders, okay? Unless the situation is so extreme it's going to be hard to build the confidence so we can start building groups here and building congresses and building conferences here right right and i mean you mentioned compensation aside from the fact that tour guides haven't gotten unemployment since june um and are still eating and sending kids to school and needing to buy things nobody compensates us for the time that we put into things that end up not happening right i mean if you're sitting and planning a a tour and then it gets moved by three months, you've got to rebook everything, the ho from the hotels to the speakers to everything. And that doesn't, that doesn't come back. I mean, that's something I'm going through. You must be going through at times a gazillion with what's happening here. Are there tour operators such as yourself, tour agencies that have closed completely in the last year and a half that aren't going to make it back? Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, yeah. I, mean I mean, just like I have many, many guides, unlike you, who have hung it up, who said, we're not going yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, 19 months is a long time to say, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow. Right. They've said enough. They, they, they've gone out of the profession. The same thing with two operators and travel agencies. A, a large amount have closed their doors. They, they can't afford to keep this thing, even, even with cutting down to bare minimum. We have rent. We have property taxes. We have fixed expenses. Um, American Express closed down all of its offices outside of Israel, 28 offices. They have one office left we're talking about hmm. american express wow. not some uh, not some small office they decided to move from the travel industry into real estate they want to really? do boutique hotels they believe in long-term investments okay wow. um other the mom and pop agencies um had to close down there, there's nothing they could do um mm -hmm. my, my office is a good example i had 38 employees i've got six employees that's it the other wow. 32, I'm not sure when or if I'll bring back. 
um, it, it's it, it's a changed world. Mm -hmm. um, and and like I said before, it's not going to go away. So we have to find ways to adopt. We have to adapt. We have to find ways how to make it work. Um, we'd like government assistance, but we're not getting it. So we're, you know, we're entrepreneurs. Uh, we understand. Uh, we plan. <laughs> and if it, and if a, if a family cancels their trip for whatever reason, then you're right. We don't get compensated, but right. we accept that. <clears throat> it's when the family plans to come to the Israel to come to the country for Hanukkah, and they're told they can't. That's where you raise our ire. That's where you get us upset. That's where we would like some logic. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard some people say that the end was near anyhow for the tour agencies and the tour operators because you have all these internet sites, Expedia and this and this and this. Like the fact that I still use you, I've had people say to me, why do you use, why do you use an operator? And my answer is, and you've, got, you've come through on more than one occasion, it's like having insurance. That's how I see it. That's how I say it. it might cost me a little bit more than if I fished around on the internet. But I feel that if there's a problem or a ticket canceled or I end up at the wrong airport because I missed a flight, there's someone to call and there's a backup. Um, but do you see that maybe this is towards the end of your particular, you know, realm because of the internet and because of different ways that people are now using to travel? Not, not, not in 2021. If you'd asked me this no. question 19 months ago, I would have I would have said the trend is that you know more and more people are buying online. They don't right. they don't need a travel agent. They don't need a service. They don't really care about twenty four seven. You know, if a weather cancels a plane, well, they'll they'll deal with United three hours online to get United to rebook them for things. But COVID nineteen, that changed everything. What requirements do I need? Lufthansa requires a N ninety five mask. Turkish says only this type of a mask. What test do I have to take? What's the difference between a PCR test, a COVID test, and an antigen? This one requires a vaccination certificate. This requires a PCR. In other words, there's so many things that traveling without a travel agent these days is foolhardy. You're, you're literally asking, you know, I, I try to help everybody and I get so many people, but the majority of the things I get are from people that bought online. Right. Okay. And, 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 and they call me from JFK airport that they never got their results on their PCR test. Please, can I help them get on the plane? But you didn't sell them the dick. I mean, you. <laughs> no, no, but again, that's but a little clutch for dick. Okay. Yeah, but again, it's no, it's no different than your doctor being asked at a party about a symptom, or you being asked what time should I climb Masada. Right. It's part of the profession. Right. It's part of what we do. And just like your husband and you, I don't mind it. I actually, right. I want people to come to this country. I want them to enjoy this country. It's part and parcel of it. So, but the frustration that I have when I said, "Why didn't you travel?" and they said. Well, you know, we got this special from Turkish Airlines, right? But Turkish Airlines didn't tell them what they needed or anything, and this is what happens. So, no, I'm not worried about that. I, I, I think that people, there's enough people that pay for service, mm -hmm. okay? And and that's what I'm in. I, you know, if you want to go to Amsterdam for a weekend, well, then you know what, Ryanair, EasyJet, the low cost carriers are fine. You know, you want to wear five five amounts of clothing so you don't pay for the thing, fine. You want to pay for the restroom, that's fine. We're in the service industry. Right. We provide service, okay? That requires us to have knowledge of what's going on here. That's not going to go away. In other mm -hmm. words, my, my personal success in this country wasn't because I was smarter or brighter, neither. It was because I believed in one thing, service. I believe right. the customer is always right. And it was actually really, really easy <laughs> to succeed in this country by giving good service. I, I tell this to you all- You didn't have much competition <laughs> on that yeah, level. I tell this to all new immigrants. If 
find something where you can provide good service, be it a physical therapist, be it a business person, you will make it in this country. It's the mm-hmm. message I speak to all of my groups. Service matters and people will compensate and come for good service in all the professions, in all mm-hmm. professions. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I see that also. I see that with what I do, which I wish I was doing more of it, but it looks like it's uh, it's not going to be for a while. Okay, Mark Feldman of Zion Tours and Decent House, thank you so much for some of your insights, and um, hopefully I won't be able to get you for an interview soon because you'll be so busy. You'll tell me, I'm sorry, if I don't have time. <laughs> There's just too much going on. My pleasure, and again, happy Hanukkah. Let's focus to everybody. on everybody. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay, everybody. So here we are. New situation, old situation. Um, But as I said before, and thank you, some of you wrote to me with your good wishes for my son's wedding. And uh, especially because of what I spoke about last week. Um, But it was we really did make the most of the joyous occasion. And it was really, really beautiful. And they should just have a wonderful, long, happy and healthy life together. So Eve Harrow, Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. Much thanks once again to Ben and to Tabitha, as always. Take care, everybody. Goodbye for now. Hey, everybody. This is Yishai Fleischer. And like you, I love Hanukkah. I love Hanukkah. It's the festival of lights. So let's light it up. Let's light up this world. And one of the only stations that you can get the light of Israel with is the Land of Israel Network. It's going to give you a sense of what's going on here, what's really happening in the land. Wherever you are, you're going to be connected. You're going to be part of it. So check out the Yishai Fleischer Show on the Land of Israel Network and all the other great shows. So let's be together. Let's light it up. Let's light that Chanukiah wherever we are and be part of a great life together. This is Eve Harrow, host of Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. Chanukah Sameach to all of our listeners who along with us are carrying on the Maccabees tradition of the few fighting the many forces arrayed against Hashem, His people, in our land. Let's keep our lights shining bright.